Welcome to Talk Wealth to Me, a safe space podcast where we chat about anything and everything related to personal finance. The information contained in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute as accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Hello and welcome to another edition of Talk Wealth to Me. This week we are welcoming back Larry Campbell, Managing Partner at Levine, Lofgren, Morris & Engelberg, a CPA here in San Diego, California, to discuss what the CARES Act means to us individually. Those individuals who have lost their job, what does it mean to us? We hear all about stimulus packages, we hear about tax deadlines being pushed back. What does that all mean to us? And thank goodness we have Larry Campbell to discuss all of that with us. Yeah, let's touch on those. Yeah, so a couple, couple of bigger ones. One, um, he added a new charitable contribution. Uh, so a lot of people with the new tax law had not, um, you know, most of the people aren't itemizing the deduction. So if you wanted to give money, more money to charity, they've added an extra $300 deduction. It's not big, but at least it incentivizes people right now to go out and, and support uh, different people throughout the community. Um, uh, retirement, uh, distributions from retirement. You can take money out of your retirement account and not pay a penalty, uh, up to a hundred thousand dollars. So once again, that'll free up some people to take money if they need to, to, to live on and not have to pay a penalty for taking that money out early. So that would be a significant benefit to somebody who is, is in a desperate need that maybe they're not getting their funds they need. And that's their only opportunity that at least won't put a, a, a onerous by adding a penalty on top of that. And they don't have to pay that back at any specific time? Uh, well, it, it, it'll be taxable income when they take it out. Uh, if if they keep take it out and they keep it out for more than 60 days. Okay, which, but, which um, they probably but, will. Yeah, well, they probably will. So more likely, but the idea is you're not getting that extra uh, penalty, on know, top. penalty on top of that, which you know can be over 20%. So when you combine um, federal and California. So... Um, you know, there's definitely some other smaller ones that are out there, but I think for the most part, you know, it's, it's just giving those people the opportunities that they need to, to free up funds, um, that, that help them to kind of get through this, this next couple months and then hopefully through the end of the year. And how much, how much do you think it's going to impact the deadline being pushed back to July instead of April 15th? Is that going to be, is that just the pure fact of giving people relief of not having to pay at this time? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a pretty significant benefit, right? Because you, you can, um, you know, yes, you don't have to pay the tax now. So in a sense, you have those funds available to you uh, to live on um, instead of paying your, your, your taxes. Eventually, you're going to have to pay, though. That's the thing. So that's the balance. That's my concern is, you know, my clients going, oh, great, I don't have to pay. So then they spend the money, and then we come in July, and all of a sudden, they don't have the money to pay the tax now, um, which unfortunately, which I'm sure we all know, uh, everyone treats things and has different finances and, and does well um, with those finances. But, you know, I think that the government's going to give them that flexibility. Um, so if they can't pay, they'll probably uh, they'll allow them to, to have, you know, the ability to make payments and create their own payment plans in the future. Um, but definitely, yeah, there, this, there's no way people would have the ability to put all their majority of this country could have the ability to, to, to get all their information together to file and pay their taxes by April 15th. You just, you know, you can't tell, you can't tell everyone to stay home and, and not work um, and then tell them you have to, you have to continue to do all these things without uh, all the resources to do it. So 
it was great to finally see them come forward and, and finally do that. Um, what I don't know is what, you know, one of the questions I get now is what's the extended due date going to be, right? Is it still in the past, you could extend from April 15th to October 15th. And now, you know, uh, we don't know yet if they're going to just extend it from July to October, or they're going to extend it even further past October to give people more time. Uh, I think as we get through the next month, we'll probably have more clear understanding of when we're going to come out of this. Um, and when will we get back to kind of getting the system moving and then they'll probably adjust as needed. But they can't possibly take it into 2021, can they? I, I, I yeah, Let, let's just say, I hope they, that doesn't, let's, say, let's just say, I hope that's not an option because that happens and we're real in trouble. That means we couldn't, you know, that means we're backing up and running as a society and we're not going until late into the summer and into the fall. Um, so I, I think let's just, let's hope that that's not an option. Well, this is just making me wonder too. They they've been talking about that a second wave of a quarantine could come this fall in October, November, December. I mean, do we need to start preparing financially, like in the form of taxes or whatever we might need now for that? Um, it's a good question. Um, I think it's hard to, which is hard to answer because we don't know. You know, sure. If, if we yeah, we a, don't know when this one's ending. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously, I would say the answer to that is save as much as you can now, right? Uh, cut back on your on your non-essential expenses. Pay only what you need to pay. Um, you know, obviously, unfortunately, maybe some of you have set aside money for travel or things that you're probably not going to be able to do um, this summer or this year. So hopefully that'll help you a little bit. Um, or you've been able to go back and get refunds from travel you already prepaid for. Um you know, I think that would be the my my comment to everyone is, we're not out of this. We don't know when we'll come out of it, so continue to keep the bootstraps on and and uh, you know, do the minimum uh, that you can to get through this. And then as we see more information, then you can start adding, you know, opening up that door of game plan, right? Um, but you know, let you know, like I said, uh, let's hope we don't need the ultimate rounds of stimulus. Let's hope we get through this and, and back up and running. Yeah, let's hope that uh, we have. Are, are those incredible scientists and uh, technology companies are figuring out that there'll be a better way to combat this thing by the time we get to, you know, next Christmas. I would yeah. hope that would be, uh, that would be the plan. Um, Larry, on the other side of that, how are the States handling income taxes and those kinds of things? Um, are they following the federal guidelines for the most part? Um, yeah, for the most part, uh, you know, each state's affected differently. Um, so there has been some delay in the beginning, you know, the, the major states uh, affected came on board and matched uh, federal. Some of the other states have lagged. At this point, I don't know exactly uh, which states have done exactly what, but for the most part, the major states, uh, you know, are, are following in line and, and have extended both the payment and due date to July as of today. Um, you know, they don't necessarily haven't uh, enacted a lot of the tax changes yet. Um, some states have automatically, uh, you know, um, you know, do whatever federal does on certain areas like depreciation. Uh, some states have their own rules. Um, all those have, have yet to be determined yet. Um, you know, like California just came out with just a couple areas that they um, were in agreement on federal and one of them was uh, you know, the, the, the waiving the penalty for taking out distributions from your retirement accounts. So they're going to waive California as well. 
but they did say that they're not going to follow the carryback of the net operating loss. So in a sense for California, you won't be able to get that benefit uh, for carrying back that loss. So, um, and every state's gonna have their own different rules and different programs. And, um, you know, obviously they're, they're gonna have to figure out what they're gonna do as well uh, through this. What's a good resource, Larry, for, for people in other states outside of California who can't just, I guess, call you directly, where can they go to find out, I guess, the tax information for their state? Yeah, the best is the uh, Department of Revenue for each state. Uh, okay. For California, that's called the Franchise Tax Board. Um, so you go to their websites. The websites are great. I mean, I'll be honest with you, a lot of the information my clients ask me, I'll go straight to the website and it's right there. It's just understanding where to find it. That's the hard part. Um, you know, uh, but I would say that'd be the first steps. Uh, the websites have been having a, a, most of them set up a specific area on the website just for the coronavirus uh, adjustments and, hey, this is wh where you can find your information. And so uh, it's a little easier than normal to find that. So that would be my first recommendation is, is uh, you know, if you don't know the website, you can just Google, you know, Pennsylvania Department of Revenue. That usually seems to be the, the, the key terms there. But you know who you write your checks to to the states. That's pretty much the same company. And that would be my first starting point um, of, of where you can get the best information. Okay, here's the question that everybody is really, really waiting on. For those that have filed their tax returns and are due to get a refund, do we see that happening through this? Yes. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, everything's changed. Hasn't, I haven't seen any major hiccups in that whole process. Um, you know, my firm's been up and running once we able to, to uh, switch to working remote. Um, so we've been... Um, you know, we've been kind of lowering the hours to give, make sure that everyone's, you know, not um, physically uh, worn down and so they can stay healthy and make sure that their immune system's high through this whole process. But we've been filing returns for the last month. So in most, in most of those, we've been focusing on clients that are looking for refunds um, or, um, you know, they need to file to uh, see that they qualify for the, the, uh, um, the $1,200 check that we'll probably talk about here in a second. So they, they would need to get a return in because maybe their income is lower in 19 than it was in 18. So they needed to get a return in to file. Um, and so we've been doing that and I haven't seen any delays, major delays. I've seen some small delays, but nothing out of the ordinary since that. So, and I'll see that, I think that'll continue. The IRS is up running full time. Um, they're obviously a big strain on that, on, on the, uh, the department through all this, but uh, you know, hopefully we won't see any major delays to that process. So I guess that's a great segue. We've heard a ton about stimulus checks since about the time we started hearing about Italy and the and the case that we too, as a society, could start having to stay in our homes. Uh, give us the background on this stimulus check. Who qualifies? Who doesn't? Um, and have they really figured that out completely yet? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it, it, it's definitely. Um not an easy uh, determination, but for the most part, I mean, it, it, you know, depending on um, single or married, there's our income thresholds um, anywhere between 75,000 and, uh, and 140,000, I think are the numbers. I don't remember exactly, but if you, if you're, uh, if you have, if you filed a, it would be based on your 19 tax return would be the starting point. So that would be where, where they look um, to see what your AGI adjusted gross income. Um, and if you're, uh, if you're below that, then you would qualify 
or it's $1,200 per person. So if we're for married, you'd get $2,400. Um, if you didn't file 2019, they would look back on your 18 return and look back and see what, what did you qualify then? What was your adjusted gross income? Um, were you claimed by your parent or were you filing single, uh, married, whatever that might be? They'll look back there. So that's why a lot of what we've been doing now is making sure that our clients are set up to get the, um, the stimulus check uh, sooner than later. Um, the, the one thing about this is it's not a, so one of the things I've always had to, I've had to communicate to the clients is let's say you know, we don't have 19 or we haven't finished 19 yet. We're not going to finish it. But, and they would qualify in 19, but they didn't qualify in, tw in, in 18. And so, um, so maybe they really want to file 19. I go, you're not losing out on the money. They're still going to get the stimulus payment. Um, assuming that in 2020, they qualify because it's really a 2020 calculation. And the idea is if you qualify in 2020, it's actually going to be a credit on your tax return for 2020 and you'll just get the money later on, right? You'll get a refund when you file. Obviously that's a year from now. That doesn't help a lot of people, but it's not like it's lost forever. Um, you still have that one last chance is if, you know, your income down and is down in 2020, you'll be able to get that, that credit eventually. Um, and so, you know, I think the idea is just getting people who need the funds today uh, to, to get that money in their pocket. Um, unfortunately with this, from what I've heard is, you know, the people who are set up for direct deposit are the ones getting their money right away, um, probably in the next two to three weeks. Um, but it's when I've initially heard is they weren't thinking that people who were going to get a check wouldn't get it till, till the end of the summer. So obviously, and I, don't, I know the administration was not happy about that answer. And so I would imagine they're going to spend some resources here to make sure that those checks get out faster, whether it's hiring people, moving around um, people in the IRS to help process those faster. Um, I would imagine we'll see a change in that 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 uh, date here pretty soon. And it could be something where the those who are doing uh, the paper checks, they're not direct deposits, that may skew more towards some of the populations who are more affected, some maybe like the elderly or you know someone like my parents who doesn't want to embrace technology fully and decides no i'd rather have a check so i could walk it into the bank um who are you know in their 60s and it, it, it skews more in the direction of some of the people who may need it even more that's and, and if there's that delay that could be devastating for some of that some of those individuals 100 percent agree with you and and you're and you're 100 right i think the, the reality is the, the, the people who don't have direct deposit or don't use it, probably there's a reason, right? And, and either, um, and, and, and they probably need it more than, than the person who does. Uh, and that's just unfortunate, but that's just the reality of our government. Uh, when you get to that size, it just takes longer to do things. And you can't, you know, um, you, know you, you know, that's why you hear, it just takes, when you get to a certain size, it just takes longer to go through the process of printing out the checks and, making sure they're going to the right person and all those things. And hopefully they find a, a better way to do that. Um, and hopefully at the local levels, they, they, as we talked earlier, that we can find some ways to get people the assistance in the next month to get them to where that check comes in to help them, um, you know, on their day-to-day -day basis. And is it something there was originally with those even slightly older demographic where they're maybe only source of income is social security so their taxes are different. They may not have to file taxes. 
um, are those individuals they're still eligible, but is there some extra step? At some point there was an extra step they have to take. I think that step was then removed. That is, yeah, correct. In the beginning, they were they, they originally recommended for people who don't file to file, especially Social Security being the, probably the number one reason for that. Um, but then uh, once again, the administration stepped in and, and, and waived that requirement. So they're going to match up people who get Social Security to make sure that that those people obviously will get checks as well. Um, so if you get Social Security and you don't file, they're going to match that up and then they'll send you a check. Once again, that takes a long time to do. There's probably a million people that are probably in that situation. And so you've got to go through each one of those and determine out. But more than likely, those people, um, what I haven't heard, whether if you're set up for direct deposit, Social Security, maybe that'll come quicker versus a check. Um, you know, so I think that it'll, it'll all depend on how your situation is. Larry, what about those people that are basically getting into the workforce for the first time? So they currently are working. They were making a, a paycheck and and going on, but they don't have a history of working to file that and didn't file a tax return. What about those individuals? Do they get lost in this or do they just wait to 2020 and, and hope? Yeah. Uh, as of right now, I think it's waiting till 2020 and hoping. Um you know, or trying to, um, you know, like again, first thing is looking to file 19. Um, I, I have heard uh, some rumblings of them setting up a website with the IRS for people to kind of go on there and report things. You know, um, one of the things that I've, I've heard is maybe adding a website where you can add your direct deposit information so that maybe you get your check quicker. That might be a solution to this. Uh, so they are still looking at doing different things to help those people that, that these exceptions um, even though they're large exceptions, they're, they're, they're not the, the, the majority, um, you know, help those people. And I think, you know, they'll keep, they'll keep coming up with those ideas. And, and it, I, I feel like they're trying. It just, it's just hard. Um, so yeah, for instance, if, if they showed, if, if there was a, let's just say a, a recent college graduate and he's working at your firm and he's been paid consistently over the last six months, could he get information from HR to prove that he had been making an income? Yeah, I mean, we could obviously have your pay stubs and things like that. I, I'm not sure they would go that far at this point. That um, might be a little tedious. Yeah, that might be just too hard to to to, to figure out. Um, you know, I, I think it, the biggest thing I've seen done is, you know, it's like a, a it's someone who graduated last year. They were a student. They were filing with their parents, and now they have their own. Um, you know, we've even amended returns to take people off. You know, the returns in order to get their twelve hundred bucks. Um, you know, we've done things like that. So yeah, you know, each, everyone's gonna have a different situation and there are some ways to get around it, but uh, some of them you're just gonna have to wait, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, nothing's gonna be 100% ever. Correct. Is the stimulus tech taxable? The current plan is for it to not to be taxable. Um, definitely if you qualify for it and you deserve it and you get it, it's not gonna be taxable. Um, uh, and, and that's been very clear. It's a refundable kind of tax credit the way they set it up. I will say it's not 100% clear yet. And, and I've heard conflicting answers on this and I've read about because the, the law doesn't say is the question is if you get your check. So let's say you qualify in 19 or in 18, you got your check, but then you get to 2020. For some reason, you don't qualify in 2020. What they haven't said is whether you have to pay that back, right? Because in a sense, that's what you're kind of you're getting the refund is based on 2020 numbers, right? Um, in the past, when we've done this, 
back when uh, George W. Bush did this with uh, 2008, it, it was it was like a tax credit that you did have to pay back if you didn't qualify for it. Um, this one does not is not currently set up that way, and I hope they just say, "Well, if you got it, then you got it," and let's not worry about clawing it back at this point. Um, but you know, I don't know that with 100% certainty. But I would say, for the most part, I would go under the assumption that you you know you're not going to have to pay it back. Um, and at, at least it's not taxable for sure to answer that question. Do you have advice for, for those of us who may still be employed and qualify for the stimulus check? What's the best use of that money? Great question. I, I would say, you know, I think back to what we talked about previously is focus on the essentials, right? Um, the things that are getting through the daily basis and, uh, you know, you know, doing what you need to do to survive. You know whether you know paying rent or if you if you need to be in your car, pay, you know taking care of your car. Obviously, personally taking care of yourself, uh, health wise uh, through this, I think is important. Um, I think a lot of this thing in this check is 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 not necessarily meant to to be anything of significance. It's just meant to lessen the pain um, and get a few dollars, get people's hopes up. I don't think twelve hundred dollars. I know for some people it'll go a long way, but I, I think for the most part, it just kind of you know, getting to the next month or to the next, you know, until we get it back open and running here. Um, yeah, I focus on on the the essentials and, and and be part of your normal plan for cutting back and 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 just put it where where you feel is best. I think that's sound advice. Everybody's situation is going to be uniquely different. What about those that have said? And I've heard Larry, you tell me what you think. I've had people that I've spoken to, professionals that have said, "Well, if if." I somehow, if I get this check or I'm eligible to get this check, I'm working. Can they donate that or should they donate that or hold on to it? As far as, yeah, the check, yeah, you can do whatever you want with it, right? I think everyone's going to have your different um, perspective um, of, of where they want it. If you, if you're, if this is excess money for you and you, you know, you know, you can find a way where you, you think is best, whether it's helping out a family member, whether it's uh, giving an extra large check on a, a tip on a, on a dinner, uh, a takeout dinner, because you're helping out your local hospitality or restaurant, um, you know, whether it's helping out another employee that maybe has a different situation than you do. I think all those options are there. Um, and, you know, I think, uh, you know, giving back, I think right now is probably the one thing to focus on if you have that opportunity, because um, now is the time to do it. Don't wait later on, because uh, now is when the, the money needs to be out there and helping people get through this, um, you know, giving money later on, you know, yes, it helps, but you know, it, it, it's uh, less significant, you know, once we're back up and running. Yeah. I know the food banks are struggling a bit right now because of just the amount uh, that the amount of business, so to speak, that they have gotten in the last month or so uh, has quadrupled in some cases. So they can really use the help there as well. Yeah, I agree. You know, I've seen a lot of the, a lot of the, you know, different clients or whatever, setting up those programs to help those just like we do normally just helping out a little bit more. It's hard though, right? Cause you, you there's a balance of that and, and staying away and, and, and social distancing and all that. So, right. Um, it, it, it makes it even hard to do that. So, um, but you know, I feel like everyone's stepping up. I'm pretty optimistic that, that, you know, hopefully we'll get through this, uh, and, uh, with, limited damage to to everyone on, on all facets um you know obviously we're gonna have uh there are consequences of this unfortunately 
Um, but let's hope, uh, you know, I think we've got a strong willed group. Uh, at least I know in San Diego, that's the feeling I get is you know, everyone wants to work together. They want to collaborate or they want to see how they can help each other. And so that, that's the part that's going to get us through this, I think. Larry, thank you so much for, for joining us today. Um, that was a lot to go over uh, <laughs> and, and answered a lot of people's questions uh, who, you know, you can go online and you can read all kinds of things and not necessarily understand it, or you can get 15,000 different points of views. So really thank you so much for, for simplifying this for us and our listeners. My pleasure, but I can help out and uh, you know, hopefully people, you know, uh, have a chance to learn from it and obviously share the, share the knowledge and then we'll, we'll be better off uh, at the end of this.